Good morning and welcome. It is Tuesday. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour on a shortened holiday week. Happy Turkey Day. Happy Thanksgiving. You know what? Thanksgiving, I've decided, is my new favorite holiday. It is. Because really, it's the only holiday where you really aren't expected to do much but sit on the couch and then maybe eat a couple of times and sit on the couch, take a nap. Right? (laughs) It's the most uh, non-retail holiday. It's almost like they just skip it. Except maybe at, like, the food stores. But everywhere else, right, they got all the Christmas stuff. Uh, Thanksgiving is the, uh, I, I guess they can't make any money on Thanksgiving, so they just do uh, Halloween right into Christmas. Of course, Christmas stuff's been up forever. Uh, looks like, looks like this is going to be the last show for the week. Uh, we'll see. We're, we'll, if something comes up tomorrow, uh, I'll squeeze one more. We definitely, obviously, Thursday we're not here. Friday we're not here. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Uh, as promised, Wendy is uh, doing her usual butt whooping on the shipping room. We are going to be uh, all the peace dollars will be out today. All the half dollars and quarters that we've actually gotten checks for. I guess I need to say that part. If you paid for it, uh, you are going to be out in in the uh, in the mail today. Uh, those of you that, that we haven't gotten your money yet, I'm sure it'll be in by the weekend. So then uh, next Monday, the rest of those will go out as well. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. If you're listening for the very first time, you're like, what the heck is this guy talking about? The physical delivery of wealth insurance. Uh, gold and silver, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. And, oh, it's just not an old piece of paper. Believe it or not, see, they actually knew what they were doing, our founding fathers. And and it's funny because they want to pretend that they knew what they're doing about some things, but not on others, right? Oh, they knew what they were doing about freedom and liberty and the pursuit of happiness, but they didn't know what they were doing about legal, lawful, constitutional tender. See, what, what we don't know. And what we are all going to learn is you can't have freedom and liberty and the pursuit of happiness with fiat money. You just can't. Uh, And we're going to all learn that lesson. The website at allamericangold.com. We will update the site again tomorrow. Uh, Ramon, are you there? Ramon, you there? You may not. I am indeed, sir. Are we updating the site Thursday and Friday, or are we going to take a break there as well? Eh, that's up to you. You tell uh, me, you my good man. What? I'm going to make an executive decision. No website update Thursday, Friday. You are a good man. See, because you know why? Because everyone deserves to sit on the couch and take a nap. Uh, I will not be watching football. I normally do that during this program, though, so that's yeah. okay. <laughs> Most people do. I think most people are sleeping there in this program. I don't blame them. I'd be sleeping, too. I don't want to hear what I have to say. Uh, the website, again, allamericangold.com. Make it part of your favorites. Uh, we will not be updating the site on Thursday or Friday uh, as well. Uh, one piece of economic data out today, ex- existing home sales. We'll talk about that. Uh, yesterday, we had the another one of these. 
you know, mystery sellers in the in the gold market uh, today. Uh, gold's kind of been rebounding back uh, right now. Gold's twelve eighty two, up to six and change. Uh, silver back above seventeen dollars. Well, right at uh, seventeen dollars to the ounce today. Uh, market manipulation, profit taking. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever you want to chalk it up to. Uh, again, though, all of those things as they. Uh, well, maybe it was. You know what, Janet Yellen did officially uh, tender her resignation, uh, saying that uh, she will the the as soon as Jerome Powell is sworn in, uh, she will step aside. Uh, that was yesterday. So maybe in honor of her, somebody uh, sold uh, billions of dollars worth of gold. Uh, but she did give herself a lot of credit for how be- much better she made things. And uh, wishes Powell luck and says that she will be helpful, uh, which is nice, you know, because you know they've known each other for I don't know how long now. And uh, and anyway, like I said, you know, Jerome Powell's really Janet Yellen, just his name's Jerome Powell. Well, I guess the other side too is she's a Democrat, he's a Republican, but uh, both of them are what we would call easy money people. Uh, why most people think uh, rate hikes uh, we're maybe looking uh, they're, they're trying to get to that 2% it's funny how they like 2% apparently 2% inflation that they can't seem to get to at a Fed funds rate of 2% apparently that would equal total nirvana for everybody uh, just ask them they'll, they'll tell you that uh, but but uh, anyway that was I I don't have any other explanation. That's just what happened. Uh, It happened a few weeks ago uh, on a Friday. Uh, This time it happened uh, on a Monday. Uh, But either way, it seems like every time it happens, uh, gold comes right back, silver comes right back. Uh, We will also talk about what the Chinese have been consuming when it comes to gold. Uh, The latest import numbers coming out of Shanghai uh, and it was a big one, yeah. So apparently, the the those that hold the gold will hold the power, seemingly bringing true in China, in Russia, in Germany, uh, and should be really ringing true in in your own uh, wealth. And you need to be, you know, we say this a lot. You know, you need to be your own Federal Reserve, and that's where we come in. Again, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Chinese gold demand. Existing home sales when we return. 800-951-0592. Uh, this morning we were finishing the boxing of the of the uh, half dollars and the quarters. And Wendy says to me, hey, um, come here for a minute. And I hate when she does that. Because that's her, you know, you know when you when you've worked with somebody for a really really long time, and you know in, in this era of political correctness, she she can't say, "Hey, dummy," right to her boss, right? So she does the, "Hey, come here for a minute. I want to show you something." 
right? And I'm like, I'm already annoyed, right? Because I already know that she's going to, what I'm thinking is, is going to be bad news. And so I go back into the, the shipping room and she's got, you know, what is like, because she shipped a ton of them yesterday and the rest of it's going out today. And there's half dollars and quarter rolls that are sitting on the, the table. And I'm like, okay, and? And she goes, well, these, and she points to this group, they're not going to anybody. And, of course, I make the, the, the comment of, well, I'm sure they're waiting to be paid. Right? That was my answer. You know, you know. And, and, of course, she said, no, I already set those aside. She goes, I already thought about that. And I said, so what are you telling me? And she uh, just said very nicely, very um, professionally, uh, you got to turn your mic on. See, that's my way of telling her, hey, dummy, turn your mic on. Basically, I looked at him and said, uh, we have more coins. Well, and here's what makes it really funny. Is it was my fault because there's actually, there's 25 rolls of both. Right. Of both quarters and half dollars. And I, and I, I don't, obviously I messed up. Yes. In counting. You know, we, there was a lot, so I couldn't just use my fingers and, and toes. So, well, I didn't do a very good job. So right. we, yeah. we did have 25 rolls of both. The Walker half dollars are all Walkers and the quarters and the quarters and then I'm done and then and that's We're it. Done. But there was yeah. So my fault. Your fault. But uh, to finish out the holiday, if you want to buy any quarters or or half dollars, uh, we have twenty five rolls of each. And in the spirit of, if you want us to ship them today, I will waive credit card fees. If you want to put them on your credit card today. Wendy will ship them yeah, out just, today. Just make my box really, really. Right. So don't. Yeah. So there you okay, go. Right there. They don't, I didn't even give the number. One twenty-five on the quarters. One thirty on the Walker has. I'm not changing the prices, uh, but I I screwed it up. There's twenty-five rolls of each. I'm waiving the credit card fees on those two items, and then we will also ship them today as well. We'll run your card today. Ship them today. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Now. We, we've talked a lot about what's been happening with supply, right? And we, we've done two shows in the last three weeks about the mine supply in gold, the mine supply in silver. Remember, silver, I think we did it last week, almost 50 million less ounces this year than last year uh, coming out of the ground. And and they that trend continues. Matter of fact, gold's been down for two straight years, and they said next year's going to be three, four, five. And, and we've kind of done uh, the over the next ten years, you know. And it, it's almost the exact opposite cycle where where we got the debt blowing up over the next ten years. Gold and silver supply decreasing and decreasing significantly, uh, especially when you think about. You know, every decade, go back to the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. I mean, forget about, like, the gold rush times, but, I mean, just the 70s, 80s, 90s, every single decade. 
they found at least one gold deposit of 50 million ounces or more. They found 10 deposits of 30 million ounces or more every decade. They found zero this millennium. There hasn't been a single find or deposit of 50 million ounces or more. There hasn't been a single find of 30 million ounces or more. And the ones that they do find, you know, let's just say maybe it's 15 million ounces or, or, or 10 million ounces, whatever the number may be, they, they, they're out in the middle of nowhere. And so while the, 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 the demand side looks very favorable, or I'm sorry, the supply side looks very favorable, especially when you go out the next 10 years, we really aren't, the deposits aren't there, uh, the, the amount of, of supply that we've seen uh, is going to continue to diminish. Then we start looking on the demand side. And yes, we have what we do, right? The individual investor. Uh, That's the smallest piece of demand. Right? And and which is so unfortunate. It really needs to be the biggest. Uh, But, you know, jewelry, I don't know if he'd ever, you know, be able to get more demand for that than jewelry. Jewelry is obviously number one. Central banks are number two. Central bank buying is number two, then investment demand. The largest consumers of gold uh, used to be India. India was number one forever. But then the Chinese, you know, just like everything else, came out of nowhere. uh, And and I, I forget what year it was. It wasn't that long ago. Within the last 10 years, China has taken out India as the largest consumer of gold. China also now is also the largest producer. So when you talk about supply, China has the most supply as well, which is also falling. But while the price of gold has been, and this is out of uh, Bullion Star, so this is where uh, the data is coming from, is crawling upward. I like how they say crawling upward. You know, it was 1050 23 months ago, it's $1,283. And, and, uh, right now, gold's up eight, $1,283 right now. So I, and I, I guess that's crawling, you know, uh, over $100 a year, $125 a year, year after year. is not too bad. In the shadow of the current cryptocurrency boom, I think it, I don't get it. I don't understand. I understand the technology. I don't understand the cryptocurrency thing. A lot of people say that it takes away from gold demand. I don't believe that for a second. You can't use it. right? It's not like you can call me up and say, hey, I want to buy gold with Bitcoin. You can't. Uh, but anyway, neither here nor there. China continues to import huge tonnage of gold. Now, already they, they are the world's largest producer over 400 metric tons. They do not export. By the way, China does not export gold. They don't export any gold. Not only do they use all of the mine supply that they produce, they then go out onto the world market 
and import far more than that. Chinese investors bought on the price dips in the past quarters, steadfastly accumulating for a rainy day. The Chinese appear to be price sensitive regarding gold. In other words, every time there's a dip, they buy it up. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're the ones selling the paper contracts to force the price down and then buying it all. I, I don't know. Could be. As mentioned in the most recent World Gold Council Demand Trends Report. So if you want to verify, and this is, by the way, if you don't know our style here, we don't like to speculate. We, we Everything I do, I try to have multiple sources before I come out and tell you guys about it. Uh, Bullion Star is reporting about the World Gold Council's report. Uh, so you can actually go there. Their trends report will tell you, and it's complicated, and you got to go through a bunch of paper, uh, what China is doing exactly. The Shanghai Gold Exchange, and it's uh, the withdrawals from the vault from the exchange are increasing when the price declines. So they're saying, hey, there's a pattern here. Every time there's a price decline in gold, huge demands come out of the vaults of the Shanghai Exchange. Net inflows to China in the first three quarters of 2017, estimated at 777 metric tons. It's incredible. They say that they say the end of the year they anticipate that China will import 1,036 metric tons. And to put that in perspective, they produce somewhere between four to 450 metric tons. They're going to import another 1,000 metric tons. So that's going to put them, what, you know, 1,036. Let, let's just, we'll round up a little bit. 1,500 metric tons from the Chinese alone. Total mine supply for the world is just a, a shade over 2,000 metric tons, 21. 2100 maybe you know 22 to 2100 metric tons is is the mine supply so that puts china somewhere between you know depending on uh, what the exact number is let's say 65 to 75% of all the gold mined in the year goes to china now when you put india into it india's around 1000 metric tons on top of Chinese, China's 1,500 metric tons, that's got all the gold already. Then you throw in the Russians, you know, you get the idea. The Chinese gold imports, known as gold demand by the rest of the world, add up to thousands of tons more 
than what the rest of the world produces from its mines. Right? So it's pretty simple math. One might wonder where Chinese gold imports come from, which is why I thought it would be interesting to analyze as detailed as possible who's supplying the Chinese. Is one country or only the West supplying China? And, and that's a, I don't know the answer. I'm, I'm intrigued by who's doing it. China does not publish its gold import figures. Okay, so they, they don't want, and I don't know why, but they just don't want us to know. I, well, I shouldn't say I don't know. I know why. Right? It's kind of like when one of your neighbors asks you, so how much gold you got? Right? Yeah, none of your business. So they have to measure the exports from other countries to the Chinese. So one of the things that we do know is whether China reports them or not, other countries do. This year... The primary hubs that exported to China have been Switzerland, no surprise there, oh, and Hong Kong, which is really part of China. We'll break that down to you next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Two veteran Missouri Republicans exchanged a public clash of words this summer over President Trump and the Republican Party. One is John Danforth, the Ralston Purina heir who served as state attorney general and U.S. senator. He issued a scathing attack on the president, which the liberal Washington Post and St. Louis Post-Dispatch were only too happy to publish. Danforth claimed that Trump isn't a Republican because he stands in opposition to the founding principle of our party, that of a united country, as reflected in our national motto, E Pluribus Unum, out of many, one. Danforth concluded that, For the sake of our nation, we Republicans must disassociate ourselves from Trump by clearly and strongly insisting that he does not represent what it means to be a Republican. The other Republican, Gene McNary, was the longtime prosecuting attorney and county executive in St. Louis County. McNary released a cogent response to Danforth, but the liberal media wasn't interested in publishing it. As McNary correctly noted, it isn't the president who's dividing this great nation. It is the liberal left, the media, and obstructionist Democrats. They can't get over the fact that the American people elected Donald Trump. While Danforth complained that Trump is eager to tell people they don't belong here, whether it's Mexicans, Muslims, the transgendered, or another group, McNary responded, Is it wrong to tell Mexicans and others to come into the U.S. legally? Is it right for sanctuary cities to flout the law and harbor those who are in the U.S. unlawfully? As the former commissioner of the Immigration and Naturalization Service, before those functions were transferred to the new Department of Homeland Security, McNary also explained why Danforth was patently wrong to say that Trump's travel ban is anti-Muslim. People who can produce reliable documents from countries with stable governments are not prevented from coming into the U.S. merely because they are Muslim. 
Gene McNary concluded his response to Senator Danforth by observing, Trump broadened the base by appealing to industrial and trade workers who felt that the Democratic Party had deserted them. I like that. I like Trump. He is my kind of Republican. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As President Trump fulfills his campaign promises, his accomplishments on trade, immigration, the economy, and protecting the unborn should be celebrated, not ignored or diminished. To track these victories, go to phyllisschlafly.com and find out what's next for the Trump presidency at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. We are sold out of the halves. Uh, the Walker halves are now gone. Uh, there are t- there was uh, twenty rolls left of the quarters. That's it. Uh, it and they're one hundred and twenty-five dollars a roll. If you want to put them on your credit card, we're going to waive the credit card fee, which is about two dollars and fifty cents. I mean, it wasn't a big number, but we're going to waive it. Uh, so if you call, put it on your credit card. We will ship them out today. Uh, we want to be done with them. Uh, so there's 20 rolls of the quarters left. Uh, we have sold out uh, officially now <laughs> of the Walker half dollars. Uh, but if you want to get those quarters, I mean, that's the best price per ounce on the quarters, 800-951-0592. We're trying to figure out where's, where is China getting all this gold from? Right? We, we, we know about their mine supply. Right? Okay, that makes sense. But now, but they're importing a thousand plus metric tons on top of. Where's it all coming from? So they said, listen, we know that uh, through September anyway, uh, two hundred and twenty-one metric tons has come from Switzerland. So when you think about the original number which was 777 for the first nine months, 221 from Switzerland, uh, still means there's over uh, 556 extra tons from somewhere else. But I would, as I, and the, the funny thing is I was thinking about this, was, I'm like, Switzerland doesn't have, you know, that type of gold mine supply. I mean, they're not, it's not like the Swiss are taking it, going into the Alps and getting 220 metric tons uh, of gold and refining it and shipping to China. They don't produce that. So, yes, it's coming from Switzerland, but Switzerland is just the intermediary, right? It's somebody else that's doing it. So according to, and again, if you want to know uh, where I'm getting the research, this is from Bullion Star. Looking at the reports produced by the World Gold Council themselves, which, as far as we know, that's the, the best data we can get our hands on. Talking about uh, where the Chinese are, are getting their gold from. And so he, he tried to figure it out. And here's what he came up with, the Swiss data. So then he goes to Switzerland, and and he says, okay, let me see what countries exported gold to Switzerland. Because Switzerland needed to get the gold from somebody, 
right, to export it to the Chinese. The gold that was moving from Switzerland to China had several sources this year. In January, for example, it was the U.K. that was supplying. Being a net export in total and large exporter to Switzerland. I must add that in theory, little gold from the U.K. arrived in China via Switzerland, as the numbers don't say which bar from whom was sent to who. <laughs> because let's face it, right, we don't want to be able, you know, when you think in this day and age, we should be able to track it all, right? They want to track everything we do, right? I mean, that's really what this digital currency thing is. It's the ultimate big brother. Yet when it comes to gold, somehow we got to have this big mystery. So when we talk about what, they, what they're what they saying, it suggests that not only was the U.K. involved, that in June the United States was a the big importer, I guess, in the, in, according to Swiss data, they imported a lot of gold in June from the U.S., which we theorized then went to China. In September, it was from the Middle East. Now, it says Asia, which includes the Middle East, so I'm going to make the assumption it was the Middle East, supplying gold to customers of Swiss refineries, and that they moved the refineries from Switzerland, then moved that gold to China. So as you can see, we've kind of got this this whole little convoluted, uh, let's, let's send gold to Switzerland, we'll refine it there, and then they'll send it on to China. The Hong Kong data, recently published, including indicating that China absorbed 30 tons from a, spe- a special administrative region in September, uh, they, they apparently they do this quite a bit. This special, what do they call it here? Hold on, special administrative region uh, is what the Hong Kong Census and Statistics Department calls it. China has stimulated direct gold in, imports uh, going around Hong Kong. Hong Kong exported 515 tons of gold to the mainland in the first three quarters of 2017. Now, as far as where the gold, that how did Hong Kong get the gold, right? And so they tried to look at that as well. And he said that significant mining output that are not exported at all time, they said, Uzbekistan, which, okay, that was some. Uh, Switzerland was also uh, sending gold through Hong Kong as well. Hong Kong, a massive importer of gold. Uh, Switzerland, the U.K. are uh, also included in that report, as well as, you guessed it, the United States. 
state. Uh, so when the, the guy's trying to track it all down, he did the best job he could. I will have, I'm going to have this, I'll send this to Ramon, and then uh, we'll we'll try to get it up on our website uh, so you can read through it, because it's multiple, it's pages, pages and pages. So uh, I'm trying to, to, to scroll through as we're talking about that. Gold imports by China arrive in Shanghai's free trade zone which is not the domestic market. So they have it separated there. Where Shanghai International Gold Exchange operates. Now most of you know it as the SGEI, which is Shanghai Gold Exchange International. That serves foreign customers that can import gold and then trade that gold or do what they would like with that gold and that includes China and India as well Patriot Radio News Hour we'll wrap this up when we return Welcome back 800-951-0592 lucky 13 13 rolls of quarters are all that is left. If you call today, you can put it on your credit card, and we will ship it today. Uh, This is the last 13 rolls. Uh, These are the pre-1965 silver quarters. There's 40 quarters in a roll. So that's $10 face value, uh, 7.15 ounces of silver at $125.00. That equates to seventeen dollars and forty-eight cents an ounce. Uh, silver right now is at seventeen oh two, so it's about forty-six cents over spot, which you can't beat. You don't get government hallmark material for that type of a price. Uh, there's only thirteen rolls left, so the last thirteen rolls. Let's get them out of here, and we'll get them gone today as well. So, the most in-depth study that I've seen yet trying to understand where this gold is coming from. Talking about uh, China and and its imports. And here's what they came up with. Global cross-border trade statistics. And this is really important because I've been telling you China doesn't export gold. In other words, it goes in, but it never comes back out, right? So if they if it goes in, it's in, and it doesn't come out. According to global trade statistics tracked by Comtrade, it shows that barely any country in the world is importing from China. So in conclusion, they're like, listen, the gold stays there. So this year, through Switzerland to Hong Kong to China, countries that supplied gold directly to China, okay, so they didn't use Switzerland as an intermediate or Hong Kong, Australia, 20 tons, the U.S., 14 tons, the Japanese, three tons. 
and the Canadian, four tons. Then 221 tons through Switzerland and 515 metric tons through Hong Kong. So only, what, 20, 34, 41 metric tons is what the countries want to show. All the rest of it hidden, right, through Hong Kong or through Switzerland. Now, the evidence shows China imported 777 metric tons in the first nine months of 2017 from all corners of the world, from the U.K., from South Africa, from Australia, from Switzerland, from the U.S., from the Middle East, and from the Philippines. This is where the majority of that 777 metric tons came for, came from. It seems that the Chinese banks are active all over the world looking to buy gold on the dips and snapping up the physical metal when it does. Chinese imports added to Chinese domestic mining output. According to, and this is the only data we can use, the Chinese Gold Association on November the 1st said that total mine production stood at 313 metric tons so far for the year. By the way, down 10%. So again, this goes back to my, my, my point about mine supply. So even in China, the largest gold producer in the world, down 10%. Nearly all this gold, the 313 metric tons, plus the 777 metric tons, is, is sold through the Shanghai Exchange. Withdrawals from the vaults accounted for 1,505 metric tons during the period, implying that 415 metric tons was supplied to somebody else. My, my, my guess is, and I got a, I got a pretty good guess as who who that was. That'd be India. Right, so the Chinese, they, they took, uh, what, 1,000, uh, 1,100 metric tons. The, the India, and I'm guessing, uh, they, they took the other 415 metric tons. But you get my point. When you look at where the gold is going, the answer is really, it, it's, it's significant. And then you have to try to realize for what purpose, right? What is it that the Chinese are getting ready for? Could you go back, listen, 30 years ago, 30, 20, 20 years ago, they weren't importing gold. It was non-existent. They, they say, you know, they, they release, hey, we've got this much gold, you know, like we claim to have... Uh, $8,000 or $8,000 8,000 tons of gold in Fort Knox and in West Point and a few of the other places uh, and, and China they come out and they say oh, we've got you know 1,800 
metric tons or maybe 2,000 metric tons, and then you start looking at these uh, import numbers, and it leaves you kind of wondering. I mean, I know there's a lot of people in China. Right? There's, there's a that's a lot of jewelry. Right? That's a lot of jewelry. And yes, uh, the Chinese uh, citizenry definitely more apt to buy gold uh, as an investment than we are here at home. But even that doesn't seem to add up. <laughs> Final segment, uh, quite possibly uh, the last show here before Thanksgiving. Uh, we're finishing up all the, the peace dollars, uh, the, the Walker half dollars, the silver quarters, all that stuff uh, going out today. I still have those the last 13 rolls of quarters. Uh, they're $125. Uh, if you put them on your credit card, we'll ship them today. You don't have to. You don't have to put them on your credit card if you don't want to. But if you do, uh, we'll actually ship them today. Uh, they're at a hundred and twenty-five dollars. Our toll-free number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Kind of finishing up on the Chinese uh, demand story. This this has been going on. This isn't new. This has been going on for at least the last half decade, and really they've been ramping up for the. Uh, for for the last 10 years, they've been ramping up. But for the last probably about half decade, they've been at this 1,000 metric ton, you know, level. And and then, of course, remember, then they produce, right? They're a big global producer. So if you take uh, the 313 so far this year, that puts uh, about 104... Uh, metric tons that that puts them on pace for about 417 metric tons uh, for the year, as far as production goes. And they, I know they were approaching five 500. I think they got into like the 470. So you can see production has fallen quite a bit. Of course, down another 10 percent this year. Uh, but but I always like to think about okay, what does it mean? Why? What is the goal? What is the objective? Uh, it, it, you know, is and, and you start thinking about. Of course, you think about what India is doing, what Russia is doing, right? Uh, what, what Germany, at least Germany, Germany's repatriating. Uh, but it, it certainly feels like and seems like the Chinese are getting ready. And I think they they see exactly what it is that we talk about here, right? The debt bubble that's coming. Uh, the the, the fact that there's going to be somewhere between 35 to $40 trillion of debt between now and 10 years from today. I mean, that's probably the best case. I mean, already, they already admit it's going to be over 30, the government, the CBO, right? And, and you know, they can't find their backside with both hands. Uh, I think Goldman Sachs put the number uh, north of $35 trillion. Uh, and, I, and I'm telling you, you know, there's got to be a downturn somewhere, right? Whether it's a, uh, another...
another recession, some type of war or something else over the next big big disasters like we saw this year, uh, you can easily see that number north of $40 trillion. And And I think the Chinese are just getting ready. Right, they're ready to be the the dominant currency in the world. And you think about uh, the Shanghai Exchange now. You can uh, trade oil contracts in Renminbi and everything. And, of course, that's how it starts, right? The, the biggest commodity traded in the world, you know, as far as crude oil goes now in Renminbi. And, and of course, they, they have a major gold center there in Shanghai as well. Uh, just kind of adds up. Make sure you're ready for what's coming. 800 951 If we don't talk tomorrow, everyone have a great holiday. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Eat plenty of food. Make sure you take a nap. Maybe two naps. Who knows? Watch some TV. Everybody have a great one, and we'll be back next week.